episode 380, Samwise Gamgee and Simon of Serene. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. Strangers and aliens. I am your father's best friend, Palmer. versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here alone. Why am I here alone? Because it's gotten really hard to bring us together and I got tired of waiting. I have a Batman review episode that Evan and I did that's taking a long time to edit it together because of some uh, recording issues that we had and just had to do with with uh, internet connections and stuff like that and I got tired of waiting I just wanted to put something out and I've had some things just hanging around in the back of my head the things that I wanted to talk about things I want to talk about like about uh Isaac Asimov and his robot series and the the movies that came out that were based on his robot series I Robot Bicentennial Man and how Harlan Ellison was hired to write a screenplay for iRobot. And all these things that I just mentioned all kind of tie in together with uh, some thoughts I had about, uh, well, about how we, we read our Bible. <laughs> and so that's uh, something that might be coming uh, soon. Uh, but just little things like that, just kind of shorter episodes, more devotional style episodes. And that's what this episode is going to be, is more of a more of a devotional style of episode. This is me just hopefully giving you some encouragement. And, and that's something that that's, uh, it's, it's part of the mission statement of this podcast, but it's, it's also, you know, the podcast does the movie reviews and we have topical things and we talk about books. You know, that's the other thing that we really, that I really want to get back into is, is finishing up our, our space trilogy series and and steve and i are talking about when are we going to do that hideous strength and then of course we want to do a follow-up with the dark tower and things like that but it's been difficult it's been a difficult season for us to get together evan's done a cross-country move uh he no longer lives in the area with me steve has had some different changes with his with his job and so as I've been thinking about some of these, like I said, smaller topics, more devotional topics, uh, this one came up actually when I was working on my Sunday school lesson for for the kids at church as I was studying what we're going to be talking about in, in that lesson. And 
just to give you some context of why I was studying this, you know, Easter is coming up and I'm doing a series for the kids about notable and important people from the Easter story that we don't necessarily talk about very much. So the first one that we talked about was, was Lazarus and Lazarus isn't normally thought of as being part of the Easter story, but what's nice about the story of Lazarus is it sets up in the context of the story, the idea that yes, he, there are people who want to kill Jesus. And then it also allows Jesus to show everyone everyone, and they didn't understand what they were exactly seeing, but show everyone he has power over death and, and therefore has power over, over sin. And it's a, it's a great little story that shows just about Jesus's compassion and all these things, but it also is definitely a preview of, of Easter and a preview of what was going to come with Jesus. And then one of the other people we were, we were talking about was, uh, who I call ear guy, Malchus, the guy who had his ear cut off by Peter. And, you know, so I'm, I'm using these small stories of different people that we don't necessarily spend a lot of time focusing on, just getting a chance to talk about their story and then also talk about the grander story of, of what happened Holy Week, Good Friday, and of course, Easter Sunday. And so today I found myself studying Simon of Cyrene, Simon the Cyrenian. And it's interesting because as I'm looking at that story and reading that story and studying that story and reading some commentary about that story, I'm also in my mind, there's this thing that's happening and it's a thing that used to happen more but it's a thing that as I've been thinking about some of these smaller topics that I've been wanting to get back into, and the thing that was happening was there was a, a connection being made. And this connection that was being made was kind of a kind of a weak connection, a weak connection. And what is a weak connection? Well, a weak connection is, is something that I will do every once in a while where I'm like, hey, there's a universal truth in this cheese ball movie or book or, or comic or, or whatever it, it might be. And we actually did a few episodes uh, on YouTube of weak connections. And, and I've actually thought about taking those and compiling them into an audio episode of the podcast. And I think I still might do that. Again, I'm trying to find ways to kind of keep things going where there's not a lot of time for me to be creating episodes with the co-hosts. And and that was one idea is, hey, what if I just take the the YouTube content of those weak connection that we made and 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 just present them here on on the audio podcast for people who maybe didn't want to look up strangers and aliens on YouTube, you know, one of our two subscribers on, on YouTube. And, and some of you are saying, oh, you only have two subscribers. Should I go subscribe? And I would say to you, yeah, go ahead. But uh, you're not going to get a whole lot of content because we're not making very many videos. And by very many, I mean none. We're not making any videos right now. So a uh, weak connection started to be made in my mind. And it was not a weak connection to a cheesy movie. Uh, no, it was a weak connection to what is possibly one of the greatest movies ever made, or at least one of the greatest movie trilogies ever made. Because I do think it's difficult to call Fellowship of the Ring one of the greatest movies ever made because it doesn't end. 
you know, and, and it's it's really well done. But, you know, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I would say, is the Citizen Kane of movie trilogies. But I can't say the same that the Fellowship of the Rings is the Citizen Kane of movies because Citizen Kane is the Citizen Kane of, of movies. But anyway, I've been rewatching the Lord of the Rings movies with my kids, and I have been really, truly enjoying watching these movies because I had forgotten just how good they are. And maybe maybe saying I've forgotten how good they are is is not fair to me because <laughs> it's not that I forgot how good they are. It's, it's more that I just haven't been thinking about them much. But then my son said, hey, dad, I want to watch the Lord of the Rings. Can we watch the Lord of the Rings? And I said, sure, let's let's do it. We've been looking for things to watch as a family that me and and the kids can enjoy together. We've been watching Psych and that's been fun. And and lately we've been watching a lot of uh, chips <laughs> which has also been fun. And, and there's some, some sitcoms that we've been watching, but my, my son isn't really into those and hasn't really enjoyed watching them when he does watch them with us. And so this was the opportunity to, to watch the Lord of the Rings show, which is to watch the extended editions about an hour at a time. And I, I've talked about doing this before, but it was years ago because that's how we watched it years ago was an hour at a time or so. So it's like one episode of, of a fantasy series. And yeah, and it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to revisit those movies, brought back a lot of memories of going to Fort Wayne and, and watching the movies with my friend, Bill from high school. And it's caused me actually to miss him quite a bit. Bill, if you're listening, I miss you, buddy. And, uh, I, I want to give you a phone call and see how you're doing, but, uh, I can't do that right now because because I'm recording an episode of, of the podcast, but m- maybe later. But anyway, uh, Bill has actually been on this podcast before. He's been a part of our uh, at least one episode, maybe maybe more than one episode of, of uh, some Star Wars road trip episodes. And but anyway, go, just being able to see Bill and hang out with him, go and watch these Hobbit movies and, you know, uh, one of the greatest movie going experiences of my life was was going to the all day long marathon that had the extended edition of Fellowship of the Ring, the extended edition of The Two Towers, and then the midnight premiere of Return of the King. And it was so much fun. We got there. We had lunch in the plaza at the theater, but then we turned around and we went and watched the movies and they brought in pizza for for dinner and yeah, just, just a whole lot of fun. I was with a whole bunch of people, uh, from work and, and friends of theirs. And it was just a big group of people who knew each other and just so much fun. What helped it be fun though, is that it was just, like I said, this is one of the greatest film series ever. And, and honestly, those people who say the Lord of the Rings, Amazon prime series is going to ruin things. And, and, we already were there, you know, with the whole ruining the, the legacy of Lord of the Rings. If the Lord of the Rings trilogy can can outlive and outlast the problems that came with the Hobbit trilogy, I think we don't have to worry about anything. This is just a wonderful, wonderful movie series. And take all three of those movies together, and it's just just fantastic. But what also helps is that it is based on J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings book, which is just an amazing, amazing work of literature. 
So as I've been watching Fellowship of the Ring and thinking about things, it gets me thinking about Samwise and, and Frodo. And I love the scene at the end where uh, Frodo decides he's going to get out in his boat. He's going to leave. He's going to take this burden by himself. And Samwise is just not having any of it. He's not going to let Frodo take the burden on his own. And he runs into the water and Frodo says, no, you can't swim. And, and Samwise doesn't care. He's willing to put himself on the line for his friend. And, and Frodo helps him up and pulls him on the boat. And it's just this wonderful moment of friendship where they decide, okay, we're, we're in this together. And they head out on the boat. And I just remember, actually, I remember reading that for the first time. I think it was in seventh grade. It might have been in eighth grade. I, I don't remember, but I, I have vague memories of where I was sitting in the house when I was reading this scene. And it was the house that we lived in when I was in, when I was in seventh grade. But Anyway, I have these vague memories of reading that that chapter and and just despairing because the fellowship has broken and Frodo's going off on his own and and Samwise chases him down. And it's just that friendship is one of the greatest, if not the greatest friendship in in literature, in in film. It's it's just a beautiful, wonderful portrait. Of, of friendship. And it's the kind of thing we've said on the podcast before. We've talked about like everyone needs a Samwise. Everyone wants a Samwise. And I think we might have even said also that everyone can be and should be a Samwise for someone. And it's just that whole idea of, of carrying the burden for each other and carrying the burden with each other. And of course, that caused me to think about, you know, the, the verse in Galatians, Galatians 6, 2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And it's tucked away in this interesting chapter where it's uh, 6, 1 says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. And so you have this little verse that gets pulled out of this chapter, like so many verses do. So many verses just get pulled out of this, this chapter. You know, it's, it's, it's like, hey, you know, you, they talk about, you know, um, missing the forest for the trees, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, but this is where we, we just take one tree out of the whole forest and, and hold it up as the example and hold it up as the thing. But this one verse is not everything in, in the context of what is being said here. Carry each other's burdens and in this way you'll fulfill the law of Christ goes along with helping each other, helping each other and, and helping restore each other, but being careful and, and then uh, doing good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. But that carrying each other's burden thing that is so vital and important to the body of of Christ. And that is a, a 
portrait of what Tolkien is doing with Samwise, where he is walking alongside Frodo, walking alongside him, helping him, and, and helping him carry this horrible, terrible burden. A burden he's willing to carry himself, but instead is is has to step back and, and just help help Frodo carry it. But there's another burden to talk about here. And that burden is the one that Christ wants us to carry with him. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And this is the burden that, you know, Christ is saying, come to me. If you are weary, if you have been pulled down by the burden you carry, he's saying, come to me, come with me. And he talks about the yoke and and the yoke that he's talking about there, you know, they would have a team of oxen and, and this team of oxen are able to pull against this one yoke because of the burden that is attached to that yoke. And you know, when, when, when Jesus is your, your co-oxen, it's, it's an easy, it's an easy yoke to carry and an easier burden to carry. And, you know, I guess as I'm talking about this, one of the things I would just say is that Christ does not want us to carry these burdens alone. He wants to give us help himself. He also gives us help through people like, like your Samwise Gamgee. And just Samwise, even in the Fellowship of the Ring, now later on, it's Return of the King where things get really intense and where you get to really see that friendship just just shine. And and then you also have the the added tension of of Gollum. But as I was thinking about that, then as I said today, I was studying Simon. Now, what's interesting to me about Simon is that he's very notable for someone who is in such a small part of the story of the gospel. He's in all of them. He's only named in one of them, but uh, he's a notable person for a lot of reasons. And one of the reasons why he is a notable person is that he was uh, African. So he was a foreigner. Uh, Now, whether or not he was a foreigner who had moved there to live there, we don't know. Whether or not he was a foreigner who, you know, lived in Rome and, but his family had come from Cyrene, we don't exactly know. I, there's, there's things that suggest that he actually went to Rome after this, after he became a believer. There's some different things to suggest that there's nothing specific in the scripture about Simon uh, of Cyrene. Because except for what we read here, and that's because there's a Simon who's mentioned, and there's a Rufus who's mentioned, and that's one of his children. Uh, but it doesn't. There, there's no specific connection to them. Although, if you start reading through what those connections could mean, it's fascinating when you see that this is a man who he and his two children potentially became very involved in the early church. And some people even think that the reason that he was named. It, in in the gospel is because it's one of those things where it's like, uh, yeah, this happened and, and it happened to Simon. You should talk to him about it, you know? So we're going to name drop him here so that you would actually maybe seek him out and, and find out more about him. But anyway, he was 
again, this is the other thing that I find so fascinating. He was not there for this reason. He was not there for the crucifixion of Christ. Now, was he there like the song says, because he was there for, you know, to make the sacrifice of sins or whatever. And, and, you know, the whole song with watch the lamb, you know, and he's there and he's, he's, he's just walking through town with his kids, but then you carry his cross. I don't know. I, I, I actually don't think so. And, and uh, just because it mentions he had two children, Rufus and Alexander, doesn't mean that they were actually even there with him. They may have been adult children. We, we don't know exactly. The point is, he was not there for this reason. He was not there to be a part of this story. But even though he was not there for that reason, he was there for that time. He was there in the the way that it says it in Esther, for such a time as this. That's where he was at that moment. And you, if you don't know the story, or if you want to, you know, let's, let's just talk about what the story actually says is as Christ was going along and he was being led through the streets by the Roman soldiers, he stumbles, he falls, he's looking weak. And so one of the soldiers pulls him out of the crowd and says, you're going to carry this cross with him. And in one of the gospels, or at least one of them, it says that he actually um, followed along behind Christ. And that's another, you know, just idea of Christ saying, if you want to follow me, you have to carry your cross. You have to carry the, your cross. And, you know, that's uh, then Simon becomes this visual picture of following Christ by carrying the, the cross. Uh, but again, the other thing that just for me pops up here is that you have this, this man who is carrying potentially the worst burden that you could carry for someone, which is the instrument of, of their death. And there's people who's, I, I was reading different uh, commentaries today about why he was chosen and what was the motivation of the Romans who pulled him out of the crowd. And there's a lot of different uh, interpretations. One is that the Romans had compassion on Christ. They knew that it was going to be is going to get worse for him. And so they were just like, okay, we're gonna have compassion. We're going to let someone carry it for him. It could have been that they saw that maybe Christ wasn't going to make it to the hill. And so they wanted to make sure that Christ could make it to the hill so he could actually die by being crucified and not die from the beatings he had taken earlier and, and the physical stress he was going through carrying this cross. And so that might've been why they did it. And then there's some people say they did it actually to be cruel because they could have had him die there, but instead they were extending his life so he could make it to the hill. So he could die in, in the most cruel way possible. But the point is Simon was not there for this reason, but Simon got pulled in to this and suddenly he's a part of the greatest story of history. And suddenly he's a man whose name we're talking about now and a name whose name we remember 2000 years later. And it made me think of Samwise helping Frodo carry that burden and the idea that they were carrying that burden so they could destroy the ring and save the world. And it's kind of similar, you know, <laughs> the difference being that uh, Samwise knew what he was doing and wanted to help his friend because it was his friend. 
but also in helping his friend, they're saving the world. But Simon did not know what he was doing. It did not, he could not have known what he was stepping into this fulcrum of history, this turning point of world history, of human history, this turning point in the relationship between man and God. There is no way he could have known that he was a part of that story. There is no way he could have known that he was a part of that event that was going to rescue humanity. There was no way of him knowing. But if you look at these two people who are helping someone carry a burden, a fictional person and Simon, they didn't choose the moments that they found themselves in. Samwise did not choose to follow, to go with Frodo because he's like, this is a good idea for us to do right now. Hey, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's plan it. No, no, no. He saw a thing that was happening and he went. Now, he could have chosen not to do it, I guess, but he it was not that he chose to be there. He wasn't choosing to be a hero. He wasn't looking for a moment or an opportunity to be a hero. And it's the same thing with Simon. He didn't choose that moment. He didn't choose to find himself in a place where he had to help someone who needed help. And it's, you know, it's that, that quote, I didn't choose this life. This life chose me, you know, whether it's the thug life or whether it's one of the many memes or, or twists on it that you and your friends might put on it. But, uh, the moment was not chosen by them and the moment is not chosen by us. And it brings up another line from Fellowship of the Ring. And I, I'm just kind of settling in here in, in Fellowship of the Ring because uh, I haven't gotten to Two Towers yet and, and The Return of the King. So I might do find something else from one of those movies. So, But um, in in uh, Tolkien's version in, in the book, Frodo and, and Gandalf are talking and it's a little bit different uh, situation. And Frodo says, I wish it need not happened in my time. He's talking about what has to happen here with, with the ring. And, and so do I says Gandalf. And so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what we do, what to do with the time that is given us. And in the movie, it's something similar where Frodo says, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. And Gandalf says, so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what we do with the time that is given us. There are other forces at work in this world, Frodo, besides the will of evil. Bilbo was meant to find the ring, in which case you were also meant to have it. And that is an encouraging thought. And yeah, so just kind of to wrap it all up, there's, there's kind of three different things that I, I hope I can maybe encourage you with. And, and, and one of these is uh, picking up our cross means carrying each other's burdens. Picking up our cross means carrying each other's burdens. That's looking at Simon, who he's, he's carrying literally <laughs> someone else's burden that is the cross, you know, but, but picking up our cross following Christ means we are not just picking up our cross. It means we are carrying each other's burdens and, and helping them with, with the things that they are struggling with, whether it is, uh, mourning with those who mourn or whether it is gently helping someone who is doing something that is wrong. Picking up our cross means carrying each other's burdens and we don't get to choose when to do it. It's almost always going to be an inconvenience and an interruption when we are there 
for someone to to carry their cross. It's, It's going to happen at a time when it's not our choosing, but we've been put here for such a time as this. And that is my third thing that I would say is that we have been put here for such a time as this. We have been put here to be in this time, in this place, with the people of our community, whether you're talking about an online community or whether you're talking about your neighborhood, whether you're talking about your church, whether you're talking about your work, these these places, these communities, we've been put there for such a time as this. And all of us need to be a Simon. All of us are Simon. We have to take up our cross. We have to follow him. And taking up our cross means carrying each other's burdens. But the other thing, if I can just put this out there for you, is this. We don't have to carry our own burdens alone. And I know that there are those of you who are, might be listening right now who are feeling lonely, who are feeling weary, who are feeling empty. And Jesus says to you, come to me, those who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And my prayer for you right now is that you would know Jesus's perfect peace, that you would know Jesus's perfect rest, and that you would know Jesus's power. And that you would allow him to help you with those burdens. And that you would, and this would be my other prayer for you, is that that you would find someone who can be your Samwise. As a Frodo, you need a Samwise. And as a Samwise, you need to find those Frodos. And so I'm just going to leave you again with with that one last thing, and that is picking up our crosses means carrying each other's burdens. Following Christ means helping each other, but also it means we don't have to, and we should not. And in many cases, we cannot carry our burdens alone. So I don't know why I felt impressed to, uh, to share this particular weak connection between the Fellowship of the Ring and the Via Dolorosa. I don't know if I said that right, but you know what I meant. Maybe I meant the, the Path of Christ. Uh, but anyway, hopefully, at least in some way, this has been a little bit of an encouragement to you. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for spending time with me talking about geeky stuff, talking about Jesus stuff. And until next time, Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. And once again, thanks for listening.
Citizen Kane is the Citizen Kane of, of movies.